HNX Suns VIP Lounge brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay. That's Saul. That's Espo. Is that the Lindsay Smith? We'll be joined by Gerald a little bit later on in the program. And thank you, Espo. Gas me me up, Espo. I can use it right now a lot. Uh, The Phoenix Suns defeat the New Orleans Pelicans 131 to 115. The revenge game was had. The Suns, they just, they have to get even. They can't let one get past them. They have now beat, they've beaten every team in the NBA. They accomplished that the other night. They got revenge on New Orleans for uh, one of their 14 losses that was handed to them by the Pelicans. I don't think anybody can stop this team right now. I I just don't think so. Definitely not in a seven-game series, that's for sure, I would say. I'd be willing to put money on that. I would too. There's not a team in the NBA that I would put money on to beat the Suns. Not one. We'll get into that later. Oh, okay. We'll okay. I thought we just got oh, into it. Okay. okay. <laughs> I guess Espo's got something up his sleeve I, for I us later on in I the program. Um, how are you guys feeling about how this one kind of unfolded? It was a game of runs early on, but the Suns were able to pull away pretty early at the end of this one and really make some separation and allow that second unit to come in and close things out and actually, I believe, extend the lead still. Yeah, really what it came down to was in that first quarter, New Orleans uh, took an early lead there, but the Suns went on, I believe it was a 12-0 run, took the lead back, and they really didn't look back after that. New Orleans would cut it down to six or eight, but but Phoenix really just put the foot on the gas, and it was behind Devin Booker playing fantastic in that first half, almost unstoppable uh, from from downtown. He was 3-3 in that half. Overall, just looked fantastic. Uh, And DA had it going, too, offensively. So the the offense carried them. The defense, the rebounding was a little suspect uh, in that first half, uh, but but the offense was just that good that New Orleans couldn't, couldn't compete with it. Anything else to add, Saul? Uh, you know, I uh, I will fully admit I missed the entire first half because I was busy <laughs> doing a million other things in the building, so I'm not going to comment on the first half. But I did know that Devin Booker started off very, very hot, and then third quarter, not so much. But then he found it again, so it was okay. Look, uh, DeAndre Ayton in that first quarter, in that first half also, had a play that, that dropped my jaw, all right? Uh, it was he, – he dribbled. <laughs> we haven't seen him do it. The, the handle was there. Uh, he, he took a guy off the dribble from the top of the key, got in there, uh, put it home. It was it was pretty. If that's something else that he's adding to the repertoire, look out because things are going to get crazy. Because now he can step out, hit that three. Then he can also take you off the dribble. This could be a whole new level of DeAndre Ayton that we see. Is it repertoire or is it repertoire? Either way. Tomato, tomato? I don't oh. know. I have no idea, to be honest with you. However, I damn want to say it, Saul, all right? (laughs) I was going to get aggressive about it, but okay. (laughs) But I am here for that from DeAndre, and everyone on Twitter was super stoked when he pulled that out of the bag. If he can continue to do that and and build that up even more and master that skill, it's going to be game over for a lot of people with DeAndre. I mean... I just feel there's a lot of ifs with DeAndre. We'll just leave it at that. He he needs he needs to continue to to get those opportunities to be able to flex 
that skill set. Um, and I think, you know, right now is the perfect time to do it. Yeah. You know, you, you got two of your key players missing. Um, you're going to get deferred to more often than not. So, you know, pull out, pull out those tricks out of your bag and see what we can do. Why not? It's just the Pelicans. <laughs> Espo, take us to the bar. Let's start things off with some drinks. Let's go to the bar. Tonight it's the Big Easy Brew because it was a big, easy win for the Phoenix Suns tonight. So wash it down with a uh, with a nice brew there. The Phoenix Suns are also now 42-0 and this season when entering the fourth quarter with the lead, 21-0 and when doing it on the road. So... Pretty substantial numbers there. And this is win number 55 for the Suns. What do you guys think? How how are we feeling? Did you guys make any predictions at the beginning of the year? I think I said 60 at the beginning of the year. 60? I, I think I had said 54, 55. Uh, who did we tell that to? Zona Hoops. Yeah. Was it Zona Hoops? Brandon? It may yeah. have been 54. I think they blew, blew past it or tied it last yeah. night. Yeah, oh, it wasn't a... It wasn't great, my I prediction. Say, <laughs> I might have said like 58 or 63. Both of those numbers sound like a number I would have said, but I don't recall. I did say 60. Look, what look, did I say? I, I only have. Oh, you just went to your D- DMs? DMs. This, oh, okay, okay. This team is eight wins away from setting the franchise record for wins, and we're in the middle of March. There's a whole month left. Almost a month left in this season, and that's all they need How many games to left? set the record. Uh, I don't know, but I'm really bad at this. I picked 55, so I'm out tonight. <laughs> 55 was my prediction what a this loser. year. I know. <laughs> How There's 13 games left. 13 games left. Yes. I mean, yeah, eight and five. That's yeah. I mean, so how many doable. did you pick? 60 what? 60. 60. Okay. Yeah. And you were like 54? 53 or 54. 53? Damn. Gosh, no I, I feel really, I feel like I let my squad down. You guys did. By, uh, I still got five games to play that with. I thought they would only win 55 or games. I, I have no faith. I picked like the highest win total they've had in a decade. I know, right? No faith in this team. <laughs> Look, nobody. How many wins did they have did, last year? Nobody expected them to win well. at this clip. I know, but they had 72 games last year, and how many did they win? They're winning at an 80% clip, I know, though. but how many games did they I win last know. year? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. How many games did they win last year, Gerald? 51. Thank you. So you only had... Two more wins than last four, year. Four more wins in the final ten games is is it, you know if they played another ten games. Yeah, I I was a little conservative on it. Okay, so all right, all right. I mean, I get that. I get that. I same. get your conservativeness, but I'm just saying, like that was basically saying that they were going to be equal to or lesser than last year. So I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't quite understand that. Um, because you, well, actually, you're kind of a pessimist anyway. So never mind. I guess I should have. I was optimistic. That. I said fifty-five. I, I mean, mean, fifty-five you could, isn't a lot. You could make the argument that some of the is this a Cinderella or is this like a one-off kind of thing maybe rubbed off a little bit. Like I don't know, the, is it the Vegas line was fifty-one and a half? Yeah, but I Vegas believe. is dumb. The Ve- Vegas has been so dumb about the Suns all year long. And we I, know this. I still went three and a half games over what they what they had said. Like, look, I'll take it. 
I, I'm happy to be wrong. I'm glad they may eclipse my prediction by That's 10 games. I have I no problem about. with being wrong in that case. I'd much <laughs> rather be wrong this way than have picked them to win 63 and have them win 53, all right? All I'm going to say to put a bow on this is if, if there ever was a bet to lose or a place to be wrong, this would be the place where you oh, would yeah. want to That's be wrong. Yes. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is a win-win for all of us. So shout out to the Suns, win number 55. <laughs> Gerald Borgay joins us now after talking with head coach Monty Williams. Gerald, welcome. Give Thank us some you. updates on what you heard from Monty. Yeah, so Monty made an interesting note. He noted that the Suns are the number one team in the NBA in first shot defense. So as good as they were defensively, giving up those 13 offensive rebounds and I think 29 second chance points was the reason why it was close until they started getting stops and closing out stops with defensive rebounds. He said that was when the game kind of changed for them. Um, he really liked JaVale McGee's impact. He said he sat down with McGee. Uh, I think it was earlier today. They were just kind of talking and they had a good conversation about how impactful he's able to be in his limited minutes. And that kind of carried over into the game tonight when he had 19 points and six rebounds. Um, and the other thing I asked him about, you know, obviously he was very happy with the fact that he was able to keep his guys, his starters, in low minutes with the back-to-back -to -back tomorrow. Um, but I asked him about Torrey Craig and just what it does for this team when he's able to hit threes. And he said that he actually, they had a conversation with him about attacking a little bit more because they felt like he was settling from three, which is something we've talked about too because he wasn't shooting the ball great when he first got here again. Mm -hmm. um, so he's been in more of attack mode and that kind of ironically has opened up the three-point shot for him. Um, and he also noted what a luxury it is to have a guy like Torrey Craig defensively that like can guard CJ McCollum. So it's not McHale doing that all the time. Um, he said he's a much more physical brand of defender and that really helps because as good as McHale is, sometimes you need that physicality like a Jay Crowder and to have an extra guy like Torrey in there that you can throw in the mix is, is a good thing for them. Yeah. I mean, I felt like Torrey Craig's defense tonight was, was pretty awesome to see. And I loved mm -hmm. also that his shot has continued to fall a little bit more over the last couple of games. Mm -hmm. Kind of feels like he's found or at least coming closer to finding his rhythm here with this team. That's for sure. Yeah, it's another it's another weapon that they have that they can count on if his shots falling like it did last uh, last tail end of the season into the postseason for the Suns. It really just adds another level to that second unit. Do you guys want to name our draft king king of the game? Let's yes. do it. Let's go yes, ahead and give should. the honor. We are going to name our DraftKings King of the Game tonight. One, uh, none other than Devin Booker, who finished with 27 points, eight assists, five rebounds. He was an 11, 11 of 20 from the field. Shout out to Shane Diefenbach, who won his gamble on Devin tonight. <laughs> um, had to He had to knock down 27 points, and he did exactly that. <laughs> So shout out to Shane on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, taking home some money and a W there. The man cheering the loudest for Devin Booker's <laughs> last second shot there in the third to hit him exactly at 27 Also, points. I don't know what we missed, but somehow Jackson Hayes hit his too. I don't know hey, what happened. Whoa. Minutes, there you go. Wow. Very nice. The degenerate behind the Mac got both of his bets. Congratulations. <laughs> so, of course, Devin was just doing Devin things tonight. This was a book night that was great to watch great to see he was hitting some outrageous shots throughout this game yeah quality crown placement by the way so we know shane didn't do it so <laughs> so shout out to the intern behind the mac I... 
No, nobody else is gonna get. Bob, the only one here. I thought you were gonna say his name. No. You just kind of stopped. So I, I only like, oh, say okay. the intern. I never. You can't say names. which one. Oh. Well, Expo can't anyway. Why? Because this I don't know the interns' names. names. That's oh, his, no. his stick. Mm. <laughs> you guys are gonna rue the day I ever have to leave. <laughs> Who are a you? Safe workplace environment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know your name. Get away from me, intern. That's that's how I suppose gonna run this place. On the show, off the show, I know their names. Jeez. Okay. Anybody else have thoughts on Devin's game? <laughs> yes, Devin was spectacular. Uh, came out with that killer instinct in the first uh, and second quarter. Was hitting those shots that you know when he's in that Armani mode, when he's locked in. Uh, you know, it's it's falling off a guy. You know, making a head. Uh, you know, getting a guy off his feet, getting the foul, getting the end one. It was just pretty in that first half from Devin Booker. I'm running out of things to say about Devin Booker. It feels like every other night he's he's our draft king of the game. And so I just we know what he is. He's awesome. Like that's about all you can say. But when you have a podcast that you do five days a week, you have to <laughs> yeah. come up with more to say. Yeah. And or it's okay to repeat yourselves all because we're not gonna make it an hour if you only talk for twenty seconds on each topic. That's Fantastic, actually. Can we, like, we cut this thing to a half hour? I think everybody would be happy right now. Huh? I under, it's it's a unique situation to be in because, you know, on the flip side, a couple years ago, it was like we're grasping at straws of things to talk about that are our <laughs> highlights or some sort of that, you know what I mean, within that realm. And no, now I we're would, in a point know, wait, where it's like we're so accustomed to winning that we don't even want to give flowers when flowers are due. Or what more can we say? Because they're just winning so much. Booker has Lindsay her flower giving. Booker, Booker has all the flowers. Number one, number two, like if we were, if listen, if this was 2018, I would argue it would be even funner because we would be shitting all over all these players every single night. I can tell you it was not fun was to be doing a post game show in the bad days. It was not fun. <laughs> There, it was it was it was a unique experience, but it was not nearly as fun. I'm, that is for sure. Unique is one way to put it. I mean, Total <laughs> shit show is another way. Here's my analysis of Devin Booker tonight. He was really good. <laughs> <laughs> and he was. Yeah, you know, he's David Booker. Not, he's not like wrong. he's he's probably like <laughs> oh, one of the he's a first quarter or third quarter. Eh. Yeah, but like again, <laughs> we're like we're like grasping at straws about some of this stuff. You know, like I'm to the point right now that like Devin Booker should never be king of the game because we already know he's the best player every single night. So let's pick somebody else. Like that's almost where I'm at right now because he's just so damn good. You do take it for granted for a little bit, a little bit, like or I do take it for granted. We a all little do. Bit. Like he's just so he makes this look so easy. Um, and and we we obviously we appreciate what he brings to the table every single night. But like there's a part of me that's like. Okay, but like, let's give Javale some flowers or give him king of the game because he made that ridiculous freaking tip. But we'll get into that later. Okay, we had Bismack the, the the king of yeah, the game. Yeah, he had with four points. Four points yeah, but he did an amazing thing <laughs> off the court. He's he still he's doing an amazing thing off the court. He is. Which, if you haven't read Gerald's article on that yet, be sure to do so at gophnx.com because they got a lot more insight into that and just. Shout out again to Bismack Diombo for all of the amazing things he's doing right now. I'll, I'll tell you what, I've been in a lot of media scrums. I've had a lot of interviews with different players, coaches, people throughout this league. The 20 minutes that Biombo took with us to talk about what he's doing, um, his father's influence and all of that is I, I've never been in a media scrum like that. 
you know, Kellen and I were like looking at each other, like trying not to tear up while we're asking this dude questions. Like, and then going back and transcribing it later, I was tearing up again. Like this dude is just <laughs> a remarkable human being. I, I don't, I'm not laughing at that. No, I'm laughing at like the visual of you just, yeah, I'm like, I'm like adjusting my AirPods, sniffing. <laughs> I was really hoping Gerald was just going to be like, I've been in a lot of media scrums with a lot of people around this league, and that was it. It was just a humble break. That was it. I didn't think was he was going to go anywhere. I just wanted to talk about myself. I just wanted to show off. And, yeah. uh, look, with Book, though, we're not talking the eight assists, the five rebounds, too. It wasn't just his shooting. Uh, he's filled in. And and picked up the slack with CP3 out in terms of distributing the ball. Mm-hmm. And we we all have our thoughts on point book, but when he doesn't have to be the main guy and he can share that load, which he has with campaign, it's been it's been nice. Yeah. We got a super chat. Oh, do we? Let's go, taboos tidbits. Five dollar super chat. Which book got a better whistle? Uh his free throw attempts have gone down the last three years. Refs don't seem uh, to give him his share of calls for a superstar. I will say this. Um, like, Devin Booker's a superstar, um, and he's on the fringe. I, I would say he's a star, like, right on the border of superstardom. Like, it, 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 he's, like, right there, right? He's still not going to get the calls that, like, Curry, KD, LeBron get, but he's really close. The thing that's going to start to push things his way is he's got to pick and choose when he wants to bitch about calls and when he doesn't. There's some obvious <laughs> things, the like there's some obvious things that happen in a game where like maybe his shot gets blocked clean or he legit fouls and he still complains and you start as a referee, you just start to mute him. You yeah. just start to mute him and you just call it however you see it. And there's a little, you know, listen, referees are human. They're going to be like, sometimes I just don't like this guy. And maybe something that's small, and you could have given the call. They decide not to because, well, you know, you're kind it of being a, you're kind of being a dick tonight. Like so, so Devin's got to learn that part of the 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 game, and he's got to manage his emotions. Even EJ pointed it out in the game that, um, you know, he he was he was a little ornery out there tonight. So it's not just Devin though. I feel like that's this team complains a lot, and tonight they only went to the free throw line 15 times. That's Book becoming a once. theme. Uh, and the Pelicans went 24 times. That's become a becoming a mm-hmm. theme. The other night against the Lakers, they only had three yeah. free throw attempts in the first half. The Lakers had 28. I mean, yeah. that doesn't surprise me with the LA and the LeBron <laughs> stuff. You know, I mean, but it's but, but it's been themes throughout the yes. season though. Like this isn't the only two games. Like no. it's happened, um, especially in the second half of the season, a, a lot more than I think we all uh, would like to admit. And, and that is something that maybe could be a cause for concern. As we move forward into the playoffs, that's that is something I asked Monty about at practice the other day about that free throw disparity, and he said, "Look, like it's one of those things where I can suggest to officials that they keep an eye on this thing, you know, when we feel like we're getting fouled or when we feel like we're not committing fouls. But at the end of the day, we just have to have the mental fortitude and stamina to push through bad calls because we have been giving up free points with technical fouls or or not even or just not getting back on defense because we burn." you know, complaining to official the way back yeah. down the court. The, the, the other aspect of this is, you know, especially when you look at a game like the Lakers, right? Yeah. The Lakers play no fucking defense. So, of course, they're not going <laughs> to yeah. foul. You know, you're getting <laughs> wide open shots left and right. Of course, they're not going to foul. Whereas the Suns were playing a lot of defense. And that's how you're going to pick up some fouls. Because sometimes, you know, you reach and you get caught or whatever. So, yeah. there is that all alternative look at it as well. Yeah. So, Tizdu in the chat asked, when you were talking about Devin, um, kind of getting to that superstardom kind of, level does a ring get him there this year 
I think he's he's I think if he has another run this year, I don't care if he wins a ring. I think if he just has another run like he did last year in the playoffs, he he'll be there. He'll be there. Like there you can't you can't sit there, you know, Clay Thompson um, as far, as far as two guards, because Steph is kind of in his own stratosphere, right? Um, even though Steph is starting to come back down to the mean, right? Um, but Clay was kind of the comparison because they're both kind of two two guards that that shoot at an elite level. Um, and I, for a long time, you could say Clay's a better shooter than Devin or a better playmaker because he played defense too. And now you're starting to see it flip. And obviously, with Clay being injured. I think that gap is all but gone, and and Devin will overtake Clay uh, because I just think Devin's going to perform better than him in the playoffs. I don't, I can't really think like I think Devin Booker's far better than Donovan Mitchell, and the reason why I feel that way is because Donovan Mitchell will give you flashes of 40, 45, 50. He can do that on back to back to back to back games, right? But he will not get other players involved as much as Devin Booker. Devin Booker, the reason why he's going to be a superstar is because he is evolving every single it seems like every other week he's adding something to his bag he's doing something a little bit different and that's what makes great players superstars because Devin Booker is now finding his teammates and trusting them a lot more he's doing it on the defensive end tonight we were I was sitting next to Gerald and he made a great defensive play just coming over from the weak side to intercept the ball something you probably would have never seen him do 3 4 years ago and now he's the leader of that team on defense um and it's just that's what makes superstars superstars continuing to add to their bag and you know excel at a high level. Yeah. All right. Where where's my camera here? I think it's this one. <laughs> Devin Booker is the best shooting guard in the NBA. Suck it, Clay Thompson. All right. That's how good Devin has been over the last two years. He's become the premier shooting guard in the NBA. He hasn't reached superstar status yet, but I think he will, like Saul said, with a playoff run, uh, another playoff run like he did last year. He is the best shooting guard in this game to me. The, the playmaking really stands out because early in this game, it was a lot of shot. Ma- like he was t- hitting yeah. tough shots tonight, but the playmaking eight assists tied with campaign for the team league and the way that this offense has still been able to continue without Chris Paul, who we all agree is kind of the straw that stirs the drink for this team. Since the All-Star break, the Suns have 320 assists, which is the most in the NBA, to 137 turnovers. And they've done that without Chris Paul in any of those games. Like, it's amazing the way this offense has continued to churn without its, you know, without the point guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had that play in the first half. He got up in the air. He had, I think it was, I want to say it was Shamit under the hoop, and he saw D.A., cutting down the mm-hmm. lane and made this beautiful pass that I don't think most people even saw a book or DA coming down the lane. Sorry. What was I just that? Thought he looked at Sham and was like, ah, oh, oh. yeah, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go elsewhere. No, but I mean, oh, shit, somebody else, <laughs> not the Sham at slander. <laughs> Sorry, Gerald. I, don't know. I only did it for you. But, but, but you know, I will, I will say going back to this too, you know, through the history of the NBA um, teams have had to overcome nemesis right? Nemesis, whatever. Nemesis, whatever. Nemesis, yes. You know, and for the longest time, the 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 Suns couldn't get past the Lakers, and then they kind of then they got past the Lakers, then they couldn't get past the Spurs, and they never really did get past the Spurs. Um, and though the Warriors have not really been in their way playoff wise this year, um, I do feel like the, the Warriors went healthy, right? 
were always kind of the standard bearer in the West. And I think this is the year where that torch permanently gets passed on to a team like the Suns who have younger players, better players all the way around. Like you can't look at D.A., Booker, Cam, and Mikel and say that that's not a better core than what the Warriors have. It's my opinion, but that's what I feel. Um, And as Steph and Clay, you know, are on the backside of their careers, um, hopefully they don't play for too much longer, but they probably will like Tom fucking Brady out there. Um, (laughs) The Suns and the Warriors, I feel like are going to be the two teams that battle it out the most in the West. And I think the Suns are going to have that advantage and kind of overcome that little bit of a mountain because I feel like that's the only doubt left Um, outside of the stupid injuries that people like to throw in the Suns faces. I, you know, like, which are ridiculous, but the Suns have basically overcome all of that. All those narratives have basically been blown out of the water because right now the Suns are still dominating teams and they have two of their best players not playing. So it doesn't fucking matter. The Suns are proving to you, okay, we lose this guy and we lose this guy. We can still beat you. Like all these other teams have excuses. The Suns aren't, aren't trying to hear that noise. They're just playing good, solid basketball and beating you at your own game despite the fact that they have two key players that are not playing. And when they get to the the playoffs, it's just going to bode better better for them in the long run. I'm not even sure they're going to get a chance to, to face golden state because I, it's going to have to be the Western conference finals. Right. I think we all Mm -hmm. at this point, look at it that way. I don't know that, I don't know that golden state's going to get there. They will. They've been playing. They will. I, you know, I, there's going to be some tough challenges in, in the West, in the playoffs this year. And I think you're right. It is, that's the one team, and you may not even have to overcome that. Uh, really, facing the Bucks again would be the one big test that I think would would be the one that you'd have to come o- overcome that hurdle. Because you you didn't beat the Bucks last year, and if you go head-to-head against them again, that's going to be in the back of your mind. You went up 2-0, you lost four in a row. How do you overcome that? To me, that's the that's the arch enemy that you're you may have to face as that final boss here. And as you said, I'm not so sure the Bucks are going to get back there. Yeah. Um, it's uh, honestly there there are three teams that give me pause as far as okay, they could potentially lose that series. I would pick them in all three. But it's Bucks like you're saying just because of that rematch because of the size advantage and because they have a Giannis it's the Nets because if they have KD and Kyrie firing on all cylinders, I don't care what seed they wind up with when they're going into the playoffs. That's a dangerous team that can win four out of seven against anybody. That's if Kyrie can even play. If Kyrie can even play. They play the Which, Raptors. They, they're done. I would. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, be able to play I am praying for that scenario. Not because I'm scared <laughs> of the Nets, but because I'm, I would. Poetic, poetic justice. Chaos. Thank yeah. you. And the other one is the Warriors because if Draymond is back and healthy, that changes mm-hmm. the dynamic for them and it changes things for Steph. Steve Kerr was saying the other night how much having Draymond out there makes Steph's life so much easier. I'm not even that worried about Clay because he's been kind of up or down, mm-hmm. but that is still a guy that can change the course of one playoff game and sometimes that's all you need. The Grizzlies are a dangerous young fun team. I would have Suns in 5 or 6 in that series though. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Grizzlies are that they're gonna they're gonna take their lumps in that first year kind of mm. kind of team. Uh, but mean, you could have said that about the Suns last year, though. But too. the Suns had you Chris Paul. Like there was there's different elements there. A little bit additional I, you know, veteran yeah, presence. Like, I feel like that's that that's the difference. And also, there. you got to remember that the Grizzlies played very well. Uh, you know, in the play in just mm-hmm. to get into the playoffs last mm-hmm. year. 
So they do have experience in the playoffs. Ja has experience in the playoffs. Is so. it weird, though, that I don't want the Grizzlies in the playoffs at all? Because if, if you advance over the Grizzlies, yeah. I feel like that's a storyline that could be created well. It was the, the Grizzlies, Grizzlies haven't quite reached their full potential. No the exactly. Well, exactly. but I feel like there's Just bigger waited. wells with the what Grizzlies than there are like the Warriors. We, we yeah, beat the, if we fair. beat the Warriors a million percent, this is what's going to happen. We beat the Warriors, even if we swept the Warriors. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how how they do when Weissman's fully healthy for a whole season <laughs> yeah. and Clay's fully healthy for a whole. Like the 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 excuses are already built in for all these teams. Hell, they're making excuses for the Lakers already. Like get the hell out of <laughs> here. If only the Warriors still had Kevin Durant, we would have beaten the Suns. Yeah. It'll be stupid crap like yeah. that for yeah. sure. Yeah. We got, anyway, got DA on. All right. Book there you go, so, I stretched it out go. there for 20 minutes. All for you. There you we'll, go. We'll let Gerald, Gerald right go back. talk to DA. Yeah, Gerald's going to go talk to some more players. And in the meantime, Bye. I will tell you guys about uh, the latest offer from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So the teams have been selected for the biggest tournament of the year. There's only a few days left to join in on all the action before the first team tips off this Thursday. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a shot to bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yep, it's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays, so combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout and, of course, the more legs you add, the more money you can win. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. We, uh, When they win, you win with the promo code PHNX this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Just a reminder, that is 21 and older only. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 minimum deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Also, if you are already a DraftKings Sportsbook member, user, Leah, Queen Leah, sent us a note today that there is an odds boost right now yes. in the app where, do you guys remember? It's is it Gonzaga that Gonz you can get at Gonzaga. plus 100 instead of minus 8,000? Yep. So take advantage of that if it you are interested in betting on some college hoops this week. Unless you don't believe in Gonzaga as a one seed and you think a 16 seed is going to take him out. Then bet that and make a lot of money, I guess, as yeah, well. I mean, so. that's true. It'll be <laughs> either way. P plus 8,000 is a, a, a nice way to win some scratch there. So. Either way, you can win a lot of money. All right, Saul, it is time to take your shot presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Today's Take Your Shot, courtesy of JaVale McGee. And most importantly, I just like this because I, I love this team and how they react when one of their own does something fantastic on the court. Run the clip. Let's go soon. Oh, I guess we don't have it. That's cool. <laughs> I sent it in the chat, but it's all good. Uh, JaVale catches the alley-oop. Um, and somehow gets the ball to go in off of a tip um, and uh, falls to the ground, sprawls all over the place, and your boy Tory Craig goes over there, fakes punches him, and then the whole bench comes over and helps him up off the ground. Uh, it was great to see. So that's today's take your shot. It wasn't even catch it either. He kind of yeah, like he just kind of flipped it flipped in there. Flipped it in because he got yeah. hit as he as he did it. If you saw it, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The question was, how does he manage to do these things? Because there have been multiple times throughout the season where you're like, 
how did JaVale just manage to get his hand on that in the perfect way sometimes to just, that's just luck. pop that in? Sometimes it's just luck. With with him, it's it's the I feel same like it's way 50-50 that fifty fifty with him though. Well, it's the same way he can do some of the crazy bad shit he does too, is yeah. because JaVale is just special in that way on both on both ends of the luck spectrum. So one more time, COVID nineteen vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those twelve and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. All right, Espo. You have um something. Yeah, you want to play a little game? Let's play a little, game. Let's play a little game. Up your sleeve, plan for us. We've oh, got yeah. a association word association, right? So we're gonna okay. play. This is. I'm gonna give you an NBA team that the Suns could face in the first round. I want to know what you're what you're thinking. What what is your association with this team when you think the Suns playing them? So the so first. So is it team, just? Hold on. I need more. I need. Yeah, <laughs> I need some more right clarification. There. Is it a single word? No, is it... you can give me your thoughts and not a single word. Like, is this a basketball thing or yes, is this just a, like your general, the first thing that pops in your head? Well, you could say the first thing that pops into your head. I'm okay. thinking, uh, uh, so we're looking at the teams that they could play in the first round. Okay. So the first okay. word, Timberwolves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I don't think I understood the assignment no, no, because no. you said it doesn't have to it, be one it, word. No, I like it though. Uh, but, listen, like, uh, uh, yeah, it, I'm not worried about it. I don't yeah, think I'm not worried about it. I mean, ant, uh, you know, cool. Uh, cat, cool. Just Other than that, animals, yeah. <laughs> insects, and animals. Yeah. Just, that's just how it is. That's their nicknames. No, I know. I just, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't, I, the chat's basically saying, chiming in right now, Brian said trash. Moore says first Eesh. round sweet. Taboo says annoying. Marco says win. Hello says a fun show with the wolves. Edward T. Wolves dot 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 week. I mean, basically. They would, they would sweep them. Basically, I, I, we're all in the same. I think we're all in agreement that that would be a pretty good and easy W for the Suns. Yeah, I feel like that's the ideal matchup you want in round one, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to get you're going to get the. Oh, here's the storyline: Devin Booker versus his yeah. friend Carl Anthony Towns. It's the it's the you know cat versus Da and the guys that Suns fans always bicker about, and maybe it puts some of that to bed. I think there's storylines that make it interesting, but I think it's an easy win yeah. for the Suns. No. That's the team I'd like to see, but I currently think, they're in seven. I think there's another team that I'd rather play in the first round, but I'm sure oh, you're we'll gonna get bring to that. Up. Pat Bev on that on that. Yeah, also Wolves we don't need too. that at all. That's a little that's let's a little Let's just try unnerving. to avoid that at all costs Let, at this point. Let's not get Chris Paul hurt by Pat Bev. Uh, second word, Clippers. What you thinking? Ugh. Like they're just so scrappy. Mm-hmm. You know, like and we would beat them in a series that I have no doubt about that. But they would put up more of a fight. But for sure. yeah, it'd be it'd be tougher. It'd be D- tougher. Dirty is the word that comes to my mind. Well, now Pat Bev's gone, so they're not as dirty as they once were. They still got Marcus Morris, and they don't have Serge Ibaka. They don't have you know. I, they lost some pieces. I, I will st- say though, like if we're looking ahead to the future, if they get all of their pieces back oh. healthy at the same time, the Clippers are going to be a beast of a team. Next next year is going to be if if this was the fifth, them. we'd all be drunk, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> if my if my aunt had something between her legs, she'd, she'd be, be my, my uncle. I'm just saying though, if they if they can get healthy, that's the thing about a lot of these the teams. Road. If they can get healthy, that, Mr. Yeah. Glass in LA, life. freaking you know, it's it's just Zion down in freaking New Orleans. Like everybody's Clay, hurt. Clay, can he you know? bounce back? There's all sorts of 
ifs, but yeah, the Clippers, I just they're they are a team that isn't afraid to get physical to try mm-hmm. to muck things up. I don't want that in the first round. Everybody's favorite is coming up, Lakers. <laughs> yeah, uh, buddy. The Lakers Give would be the so Lakers. fun, though. We would, would sweep be, the Lakers. It would be so fun because even if they were able to get one win over us, just the amount of joy that you could take out of just quieting down so many people and being able to clap back at so many like fans who, I mean, we saw it the other day. We beat the Lakers. We smacked the Lakers. And we had Lakers fans in all of our mentions. Oh, you don't have any trophies. Complaining about that. So beating the Lakers would be a lot of fun. Yeah. uh, And you know, everyone all, I mean, it's a playoff. So all eyes are on you anyway, but even more because of the Lakers. This is obviously the sexiest matchup of of the four that you could have in the first round. I think it would get the, the max amount of attention. You'd have the max amount of, TNT ESPN games mm-hmm. that you're going to get in that series. You know me, I'm always a little bit of a pessimist. I think there's some of that just the the allure of LeBron and AD, but I, I still think even if those guys are at their max, they win two games at most. At most, even if you get the most out of them because the bench is so bad and the Suns are so deep, I don't think the Lakers can keep up with them. You're giving the Lakers way too much fucking credit. Well, you I really don't think are. The Lakers are the Lakers, really gonna make the, it. The Lakers the might not even make the play in. They are an absolute dumpster <laughs> fire. In back to back nights, they've given up the most uh, points. Uh, they have, they've had the most point differential in back to back nights in NBA history. That's they, crazy. They That's are, absolutely crazy. They're two and a half games ahead of Portland to remain in the play in. Yeah, so I think they'll win, they'll stay in, but they have to beat. That that team we saw tonight, which is the last word, the Pelicans, who's the AC. But the, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. That's why that listen, like I I get your fear of the Lakers from like it feels like it's just residual from the past. Yeah, of because course. if you look at this team as they are, even with Anthony Davis in the fold, they are trash. They are absolutely trash. LeBron and AD would have to basically drop seventy eight to eighty a game to keep that team afloat. And they're just not going to be able to do it at the at the level that they're going to need to with the Suns. They're just not. Um, and they don't have a viable third option. Carmelo Anthony ain't dropping 30 points no. in a game. Like, everybody, they, they, like, this is the geriatric squad. Like, they will get absolutely <laughs> murdered. Listen to me, Laker fans. You will get absolutely murdered if you play the Suns. You'll get swept all the way back to freaking Minnesota because that's the last time you can recall being fucking good. Period. Look, look there. The only chance they'd have is if Russell Westbrook somehow regained any form, and it's not going to happen. But Pelicans is the last word. We saw him tonight. We know what happened. But what are your thoughts overall? If they if they get healthy, because they didn't have uh, Ingram tonight, he'd likely be there in a play. That's series. the toughest series to me. Like if they have CJ McCollum and and Brandon Ingram, like things get a little dicey because they have length. Um, to match up with you, and they can they've ca- notoriously out rebounded us. They can cause problems, which has been a big deal. They can absolutely cause problems, and it it would be an issue. Um, the Suns would still win the series, but that's a very tough first round series. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think you know with their coaching staff being so familiar with the Suns as well, that becomes a difficult series, and you want you don't want 
to have to put a lot of mileage on this team in round one. You mm-hmm. want the easiest route possible to get into round two. Let the, let save the, some miles. Let the Pels play the Grizzlies in round one. That's what I want to well, see. That, that would actually be a really good series. It would be a really good series. Yeah. And um, I that's an easy that's a series that I could easily see the Pels winning. But Lakers, Pelicans in that playing game, one game determines which one's out. That's going to be some fun basketball to watch. And, you know, people will crap on that playing situation. But as the one seed, uh, you know, it, it looks like the Suns will wrap that up. As fans, we're going to be sitting there watching this with bated breath because we have no freaking clue who the Suns are yeah. going to play until that's all settled. Yeah. And that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. So we'll do this again with. Other teams, other scenarios. That's it? That's, that's all the teams? That's that's the word association for tonight. I wanted to look at the tail end of uh, of the standings and who they may face in the first round. But, you know, looking at it, Grizzlies won again tonight. They may actually stay ahead of of the Warriors down this stretch. We'll keep an eye on that, too, but that battle for the two seed. Well, since you brought it up, let's go ahead and take a look at the standings as they sit right now. Uh, woo. <laughs> So yeah. Suns at the top. <laughs> and that's all that matters. We can read that. No, I yeah. got it right here. So the Suns, Suns are sitting at the one spot in the West there, and then it's the Grizzlies seven and a half games back at forty eight and twenty two. Golden State forty seven and twenty two, eight games back, and then you've got Utah and Dallas tied uh, for the fourth and fifth right now, twelve and a half behind the Suns, and Denver sitting at six, 14 games behind the sun. So that 4-5 matchup uh, is likely going to be Utah-Dallas unless Denver can make up some ground uh, in the in the last few, you know, what we got three weeks left in the season. And Denver might be able to because Jamal Murray has head, uh, headed to their G League team to start working out. He may be back soon for that Denver team. So maybe they'll be able to move into that fifth spot. But this is there's jockeying for position, but it doesn't look like the Suns are going to have to worry about uh, falling out of that number one spot right now. That's interesting. Jamal Murray kind of coming back to action. How do you guys think that um, just kind of affects things? It's been a year. Right. It's been a year since he's played, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just hard for me to see him coming back at, at the level that he was playing at before he got injured. Um, it, it, for this playoff run, I think it's going to take some time for him to kind of get his his bearings back underneath. On uh, you know, and listen, Joker has absolutely put his his fingerprints all over that team. That team runs through Joker one thousand percent now. Then if you bring back Murray, they got to adjust um, or readjust, I should say, um, to to everything going kind of both through Joker and through Murray. It's gonna it's it's going to be a little helter skelter for a little bit. So I would, it's great to have them back if you're Denver, but you're also like, we're playing pretty good. I think they've won like 10 out of their last 11 or something like that. And bones Highlands playing at a very high level right now. Like, Mm -hmm. um, he had a terrific game. I mean, he jumps on their post game. uh, Our our peeps at DMVR, he'll just randomly show and tweet at them and say, Hey, you guys still on? And and then jump on their show. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's a, he's a pretty cool cat. Look, they they're going to go through the same thing that the Warriors have gone through with Clay. Yeah. There is an adjustment period bringing a guy back, and Clay is is just primarily a shooter, right? Jamal's the guy that instigates their offense in a lot of 
cases as a point guard. I just it's going to take a lot for him to get back in the fold. And they're testing him out in in the G League with their practices just to see if he's ready for this. Mm-hmm. So I he becomes a problem next year. I'm not sure what it does does this year. There's just a, you got to you got to go from from nothing to full speed going right basically into the playoffs. I don't know how he's going to be able to perform. Again, this is the thing that everybody kind of keeps forgetting um, is that with all these injuries that have happened, people think, oh, well, they, when they come back, they're going to be like right back to where they left off. What you're forgetting about is, is the fact that the Suns have maintained health for the most part. Oh, some wood. Not even and, for the most part. And, 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 and they've increased and gotten better um, through that period of time. So when Jamal Murray left, let's just let's just use NBA 2K examples for right now, right? If When Jamal Murray, that was maybe a 90 or a 95 on NBA 2K left, Mikael Bridges was probably like a 70. When he comes back, Mikael Bridges is now like an 80, 85, maybe over, close to a 90 if you put everything together. Cam Johnson, same thing, increased. DA, same thing, increased. Like So you're not coming back to... Uh, the normal West that you came back to, you're coming back to a better Suns team than you than than you had left. So it's it's more of a problem when you have to face the Phoenix Suns as it was than it was before. So yeah, you might have won by 20 before, or you might have won on a couple buzzer beaters last year, but I guarantee you that shit ain't going to happen again. They're they're a better defensive team this year too. Oh, I mean, mile. so now now you got to be Jamal Murray trying to overcome an injury playing a better defensive Suns team as well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't scare me that much. All right. Well, we have Gerald back with us again. He was able to talk <laughs> with some of the players and get some insight from them after this uh, win over the Pelicans. Gerald, who would you get to talk to today? Yes, we talked to Devin Booker and then Mikhail Bridges and JaVale McGee joined us after that together. Um, Booker had a couple of things to say. Obviously, the uh, he was asked about the hit to the nose. He said he was okay and that... He didn't think it was a dirty play by McCollum, just an unfortunate play because he got hit in the mouth and nobody likes to be hit in the mouth, which he said. So um, I think he talked a little bit about Willie Green's influence and he called it inspiring watching his friend Carl Anthony Towns and Kyrie Irving drop 60 points on back to back nights. He said, you know, this has been an incredible week of hoops. And then he was asked, you know, you're capable of putting up points like this um, and kind of hinting at like, how come? We don't see that as much from you anymore. And he said, look, we're in the business of getting wins now. Like, I don't I don't I can score like that, but I don't need to. Like, we have guys that can do it. And that's what makes us dangerous sharing the ball the way that we do in this system, which is something we were kind of talking about in the middle of the game. Right. Um, I do have your I want to know your thoughts on this, guys. Like, mm -hmm. do you think that the system that the Phoenix Suns play within allows for a guy to go off in that way? Or do you also think that Monty would leave a guy in there long enough or continue <laughs> to feed him to reach a level of 50 or more points? Situations dictate that. Um, if you're playing the Pelicans, there's no need to push it to 50 um, unless you're just insanely on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're playing against a team, oh, I don't know, let's, let's say you're playing the Bucks and you're in the finals and Book is cooking, like, yeah. You keep going to him <laughs> because he's cooking. So, yeah, you could drop 50. I think it's easier to drop 50 in a scenario like that than it is in a game where you're kind of blowing a team out. Um, you're worried about rest and making sure people don't get injured. So 
I think Book could drop 50 just about every single night if he really, really wanted to. But a lot of these situations, he just doesn't need to. Monty ain't going to Earl Watson it, all right? He's not going to (laughs) manufacture a big game for Devin Booker like we saw in that Celtics 70-point game. That's not going to happen, right? But you know what? It wouldn't shock me if Devin— I was going to say, so so felt offended there. I can feel it over here. Manufacture all you want. It's still 70 points. He was fouling guys late in that game just to get him to 70. But that only got him like that last, you know. Like 10 points if you go back and look at that. That's still. That's that's the difference between 60 and 70. That's a big deal, all right? Have you ever dropped 70 points in a game? So I haven't dropped more than 10 points in a game ever in my life, all right? (laughs) I did take six <laughs> charges in a game once, though, so okay. I do have that. Uh, but look, Same. it is. You know, it really is. It hurts a hell of a lot more to take six charges than drop 50. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Uh, but look, uh, <laughs> I don't disagree. What is- <laughs> Just, why? Why even ask me that? You knew what the. That's why you knew the I'm answer. Saying, like you have no idea how hard it is to no, drop seventy I'm points. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying you that Earl Watson helped like, him uh, yeah, get those manufactured finals. it. You know what I meant. Everybody knows that the end of that game. Espo hates Devin Booker. You heard <laughs> it here first. Oh no! I hate all of you. <laughs> I didn't. I was. How did Gerald Wagon get lumped into this? I know, right? It was so rude. Look, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say this. Hey, hey, actually, have you ever dropped 50? If you're going to throw shade at me. I've dropped 33. Oh, okay. That's not 50. That's not 70. It was fucking hard. That's what I'm saying. 70 is fucking hard, you asshole. I'm not saying it's not hard. (laughs) You want me to get us off off the rails? I was like, God damn, I busted my ass for that 33 points. I couldn't even imagine 70. If your coach fouled every point, though, to, you know. You, well, my coach sucked. <laughs> Should have got me the ball more. I would have dropped 40. <laughs> Look, uh, what I was trying to get to is I think Devin Booker has a very big game tomorrow night. I think he looks at this. He sees Cat. He sees Kyrie. They're playing the lowly Rockets. I think we're in for a show tomorrow night is what I was trying to get to and before Saul reminded me that I sucked at basketball <laughs> when I played it. Not that I needed reminding. I was well aware. That's why I'm sitting here, right? Oh, my God. Touche. Like, I right. think we could have been in store for maybe 40 tonight if the Pelicans had been able to like close the gap a little bit. But when the, when the starters blew it open or the bench blew it open, yeah. second night of a back-to-back tomorrow, there's no need. Yeah. And I think that's probably the problem. It's as much about the system as it is about how good the Suns are. A lot of times when Book is cooking, there's a good chance it means the Suns are up big. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not going to play that fourth as much. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say 45 and three quarters tomorrow night. Okay. Calling a shot. I'll okay. Call it. I'm oh, 45 and, and it won't be three quarters. Yeah, and it won't be manufactured. All right. That'll be <laughs> oh, no. uh, it'll be purely all Devin Booker. All right. Okay. Gerald, uh, please continue. What else did they say? Yeah, the, the the best quote of the night was probably when Book was asked, you know, okay, this was a team that beat you just a couple weeks ago and beat you good. Like we've we've all talked about how much the Suns love to bounce back from losses. What about losses to specific teams? And his words were, "We owe them." Like we talk about that amongst ourselves. Like we owe them one when they do that to us, especially with as good as they beat us at home. So that's kind of just what we saw again tonight. Um, they love, they hate losing, and they love bouncing back from losses, even if it was a couple of weeks ago. 
you remember that tweet that book sent out it was like a string of all w's as a picture of their schedule string of w's and that one loss to the hawks and he had like the angry face over it like <laughs> they ruminate on this type of shit and they remember it that's what the greats do yeah yep it is and then uh you said you spoke with javel and mikhail yeah uh JaVale, because we had mentioned the conversation that Monty had with JaVale earlier and just kind of singing his praises and letting him know how much he appreciated him. And McGee said that that type of thing means a lot to him as a guy who's been in the league for so long. When you have your coach that is just pumping you up and letting you know how much you mean to this team. He said this twice in the last couple of games that he feels like he's the most efficient player in the NBA. I don't know about that, but he is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> extremely productive in the minutes that he gets on the on the court. We've talked about how he's a, a per 36 minutes God and, and he is extremely efficient when he's out there. So it's really cool that literally every single piece of this roster feels that connection to Monty connection to each other and feels like they're part of something great. Like this is a a storybook team. And obviously there's still the next step to go. That one thing that they need to get over the hump. But like they just have every check box marked off. You know, the one thing that I think, I think, I think even I, I have to tell myself over and over again, it's like, you know what? I know we're going to get to the playoffs mm-hmm. and that's important, right? But you, we do really have to appreciate this team for what they are right now. Like there's a certain part of living in the moment that um, I think sometimes we just, you know, we're, 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 we're kind of fixated on, on how last year ended and we want to get right back to prove it again right mm-hmm. and and this team is just so like watching this team perform on the court is great watching how they all get along is even better mm-hmm. and it it gives you ted lasso vibes like let's be honest you know what i mean like it really does and it, and it kind of warms your heart when you like when they were picking up javel off the ground after that 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 <laughs> kind of failed but good alley-oop mm. um th- that was like yes that that's my fucking team like i love that you know and so it, we should just really appreciate that for what it is right now because it's going to get dicey. It's going to get dicey in the playoffs. It's going to there's going to be some ups and downs, but uh, but hey, um, enjoying it right now. That's, that's I mean, and you can just tell that this team genuinely enjoys being around each other. They enjoy being teammates and spending time. Like, mm. what other team do you see? I mean, maybe there are. I'll be honest, I don't follow any other team in the NBA as closely as I do the Suns. But like the pregame uh, videos in the tunnel, like yeah. even being out during mm-hmm. warmups and just like when Mikel and DeAndre are singing at each other, mm-hmm. if you go back and you catch it at the very beginning, it's like subtle, like goofy glances <laughs> at each other where they're like, this is your song. This is your song. Yeah. And then they go off because they're yeah. just the same type of things you do with your best friends, like mm-hmm. at the bar or when you're just having a good time, you know, like. They're all best friends, and it's the most precious thing ever. I give a lot of credit to JaVale for that, too, because I feel like his personality has allowed them to open up a little bit this year, where Devin Booker and CP3 have a very specific way that they go about things, they approach things as leaders. JaVale coming in as a veteran and and still working hard but bringing that to this team, I think has has opened up a whole different level of camaraderie with this group, and I really, really like that. And I give I give Javale a lot of credit for bringing that to this team because you see those that pregame dancing, that's him leading that there. So. Well, it's it's him leading that there because 
because Mikhail and Da don't know how to. Mm-hmm. Now with the you have two strong presences in CP3 and and Booker. So and they came into that, and so they don't really they don't want to they don't want to trump the 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 big dogs, right? But then Javale, who's got just as much experience as those two, comes in. He's probably a little bit more comfortable in being himself. Kind of shows the way that Mikhail and Da just kind of chip in, and, and then then it just gets crazy. <laughs> yeah. But the great thing about CP3 and, and Booker, and I, I truly believe CP3. We always talk about his influence on the team, but I also think the team is influencing him yes. because he's growing and understanding. You know, I think he used to be an asshole to teammates so much so that he turned them off, turned them away. And I think I mean, right maybe now you just had really bad teammates. I don't well, know. I'm just I mean, James Harden is not the greatest. Russell, uh, yeah. yeah, he had James Harden. Yeah. yeah, we're but, not taking the Sun Devil slander right yeah, now. Yeah, well, I meant, you know, I meant James Okay, I take it back. Not really bad teammates. Maybe his teammates just weren't nearly as fun as these guys. Well, I don't. Maybe his teammates weren't ready for it. Like, let's be yeah. honest. But on top of that, like I do think CP3, just like Monty, has grown. You know, Monty has, has admittedly said he screwed up some things in New Orleans, um, even with Chris Paul. And 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 so he he wanted to change that dynamic, and they both have. Mm-hmm. And so I think CP3 appreciates what each teammate brings to the table, um, and learns from them as much as they learn from him, and that's what makes this all beautiful. CP3 is kind of like the Roy Kent of the group. Like, <laughs> let's, let's be real. <laughs> he right? He's the Roy is. Kent of the group, yeah. where everybody respects him. He's kind of a hard ass, but every now and then he shows you that he cares about you very very much, and that makes you want to. You know, run through a wall for him because he's he's your point guard. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. He's That's fucking right. CP3. We're That's gonna right, need the right. full because I, I know Espo very at the very start of the season wrote about a Monty yes. Williams Ted Lasso comparison. We might need to flesh out. The we full might roster. need to. I think we need to. <laughs> There's a lot. Of I think we need to. Here. For sure. I look, MCG Blue bring in the chat brings up a very good point about Javale as well. He's a champion too. Mm-hmm. So that and he's one of the. I think he's the only guy on the roster. That's, That's a champion, I believe. Uh, so that carried well. Technically, you could count uh, Tory Craig as getting a ring because he got one for the Bucks. Yeah. But uh, Javale McGee it, it carries that as well. I mean, there's a lot of respect for what he's been able to accomplish as well. So it shows there's different paths to being able to to succeed, and and I like that about it. By the way, I have a question for the group, for for each and every one of you. All right, have any of you ever? Throwing down an alley oop from a three-time uh, NBA All Star, oh Jesus, and possibly Christ. the best player ever for, on his franchise. Do you have the clip? Is he? I don't have the clip, but oh. I'm just letting you know oh. I have. So, oh, yeah. so that's just in. I have the clip. Oh, you <laughs> have. Oh, I have the clip. I will get the clip. Do you okay. know the clip we're talking about? I think I do. Yeah, I throw. I, I don't throw know dunk if I've out. actually ever seen it oh, or if I've just heard, heard it. it so many I've times. Heard spectacular. That I have this in my head already. Yes. So I'm not totally positive. I may not have dropped fifty, but I've dunked. An alley oop from Devin Booker. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, what is this Edward is. Todd saying? Oh God, Saul hitting the water. It's legit water. <laughs> uh, to to the question, uh, fitted hat for the people in the chat asking about my uh, my son's lid tonight. Apparently, it's a, a favorite of the group out there. So anything else, Gerald, that stood out from tonight? Yeah, just one last thing, and it's related to what Espo was talking about as far as JaVale's championship experience. Um, you know, he said he's played on championship teams, obviously, and, and those last 15 to 16 games of the season, it can be easy to kind of relax if you're in the Suns position where, you know, it's not officially locked up, but they're going to get the one seed. Mm-hmm. Like, they're eight, yeah. seven and a half games ahead of the next closest player 
they'd have to lose basically all their games and the other teams win all of theirs to make up that ground. But he said, like, you know, without Chris Paul, we're going to take advantage of this time because I've been on championship teams where they use those last 15 to 16 games to work on different things, to ramp up towards the playoffs. Like, we're not even playing our best basketball yet. We're going to get Chris Paul back here soon, and, like, we're going to take it to another level. And so for a champion to say that, three-time champion, to look at this roster and see those similarities and be like, yeah, we're going to do the same thing, I think that speaks volumes about the character and the mentality of this group. All right, gentlemen, before we go to our final topic of the night, anything else that you'd like to bring up or have a conversation around? Look, uh, DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> no, nah, just DeAndre Ayton and the rebounding. There were some comments about it. Mm-hmm. Look, five isn't great. He also didn't play the fourth quarter mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, I believe in his la- over the last week and a half, he's averaged like 13 rebounds. Like it ebbs, it ebbs and flows sometimes. When he and they didn't need it tonight, I, it needs to be better. It needs to be more consistent. I understand, but they didn't need it tonight, and he didn't play a whole quarter. So if if people are worried about the DeAndre Aiden rebounding thing, I understand it. But I will just say that if you look at the defensive schemes the Suns have used with Chris Paul out. When Chris Paul is in there, they they don't switch as much. They like try to I don't want to say hide him, but they do things differently to where they're not switching as much. With him out, they've switched a little bit more, and that pulls Da away from the basket a little bit more. So I do want to say like once Chris Paul comes back, I don't think the rebounding problem will be as bad. It might be against certain matchups, but that's why Monty's experimented with the dual big lineups we've mm-hmm. seen lately. So. I'm not going to panic about it just yet. It is an area to keep an eye on, but I wouldn't be overly concerned. I really thought you were about to say, if people are concerned about DA's rebounding, check out my article tomorrow morning. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) Gerald is very good at plugging like that, though, so I can see why you thought I do want to plug. We do have that uh, interview. It's like, well, now that you bring it up. We do have that interview with um, Danish writer, uh, Morton Stig Jensen, for those of you who are curious about Gabriel Lundberg, who is the Suns' new two-way signing. He won't be here for a few weeks, but not your typical two-way signing. It would be good to get familiar with his game, and uh, we have that interview on our YouTube channel as well. Yeah, check, interested. check it out. Really good. Uh, fantastic editing on it, too. Yes. That was him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get to our final topic, uh, we got to tell you about another partner of ours, Athletic Greens. Um, honestly, they're a no brainer. They do so many different things for your health. They support better sleep quality and recovery. They've got over 7,000 five-star reviews, like all the nutrition and health and wealth that you could use in your body. Athletic Greens has that. And Espo, you can tell us more about it because you love Athletic Greens. I actually ran out of Athletic Greens for about a week and I had to go to Max and go, Please beg them to send me some more <laughs> because I need I need my green juice in the morning. All right, uh, I can I, I can honestly say when I didn't take it, I felt more lethargic, which is saying a lot because look at me, I'm always lethargic. But I felt more lethargic, uh, and and I got back on it today and and had the energy I needed because I got a sick five year old at home. Not a lot of sleep going on right now, and uh, that energy was spectacular. Uh, Athletic Greens, fantastic for that. Part of my uh, part of my journey in trying to get healthier this year, and it's uh, it's helped. I, I missed it a lot when it was gone. So, 
So if you need some energy or if you just feel like you're not getting enough nutrients, be sure to check out Athletic Greens. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sons, make a purchase, and uh, you're going to get all of those great freebies added on. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sons to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Espo, there was something that you were going to tell us about in pregame, and I cut you off and told you you had to wait until postgame. I apologize. Yeah. But now is your time to shine. Let's get political. Oh, boy. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just want to see just something. Love that yeah. well, it's not, it's not actually <laughs> political. It does involve the Senate. Uh, the Senate today passed a, a bill that says that they are going to get rid of daylight savings time. Hey, it passes the House. It's, it's going. Switch to it fully. Sw- or sw- excuse so me, yes. technically same. Sw- switch deal. to it. F- yes. Wait, yeah. what does that mean? I'm confused Okay, now. so come November 2023, the clocks wouldn't change. They just Ever, stay. anybody's. And never 2023? again. Yes. Television and uh, and airlines asked for it not to happen this year. I don't know why. I mean, I guess I mean, that they have, well, they, they probably have they probably, schedules they so they far out already. They changed the fucking schedule. <laughs> no, they probably programmed it. So then they would have to go back and program all those changes in the time how tough is that it's gotta okay. be don't change the time what is that with mr minimizer right here how tough is that it's so easy 70 points That's easy. what the fuck is wrong with you tonight it can't be that tough flip the button guys that's it let's just switch it's, it's a it's a time it's not say like it. that say the f word say it come on <laughs> Come on. So so the, if if it passes the House, November 2023, clocks won't change. But there's a caveat. It sounds like Arizona is going to get to vote. I don't know if it's the people or somebody here will get to decide if we stay mountain or if we go to Pacific time. And I want to know from you guys, would you prefer to be in mountain time or would you prefer to be in mountain. Mountain. Pacific time? 100% mountain. Oh, really? Why? Because then we're not three hours behind Eastern time. Like... I kind of oh. like my early games. I honestly, to be completely transparent, I don't know which one is which. Okay. Uh, if you, if it's not, <laughs> if you don't adjust the time to just be with Arizona, like I don't understand. So, so where right it is. now, I always have to ask or Google a, what time so, we're on. So, so, so right now, we are in Pacific time. We're we're the same as California, so we are one hour behind our counterparts in Colorado who are in Mountain Time, and then obviously it trickles. Three, the coast. three hours off of East Coast time. We're three hours behind. Right. So if we're in, if we are in Pacific time, we would be three hours away from the East Coast. And you should want to be on Pacific th- time. Thank you. All right, change my mind. Pacific go. time, all the way. Your times would be so much earlier if it was eight o'clock games. If we're on Pacific, okay, then we want Pacific Actually, time. We'd yeah. only have eight o'clock games if we were playing a TNT a game. Yeah. Outside okay. of now, when when we're early in the season. And they go to California. You get those weird eight thirty tip times. So you'd want us to be on Pacific time. Yeah, I want Pacific. Okay. I I used to love as a kid, and I'll say this: or when I wasn't working in sports, the being in Mountain Time and having those eight eight thirty games because I could get out of work, I could get the kid to bed, I could sit there and I could watch 
a game. When you were a kid, that's what you liked? Was I putting loved the kid it, yeah, to bed? No, no, no. When I was a kid, I loved it because I could get homework done and all that oh. crap. I could go watch it late or when I was in high school and I wanted to stay up late, I'd have a game on, right? You know, I, I liked that. Uh, but working at it, I can definitely understand why Pacific yeah. would be better. General, what's your your stance here? Uh, I'm confused now because he brought up a really good point. I don't like being like three hours behind Eastern time, but I do like the earlier start times. <laughs> I might I might have side. to switch my answer Come to the Pacific dark side, Gerald, because there we go. I just like this. I like this. I like saying mountain time better than I like saying Pacific time. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue easier. <laughs> Does it? I think so. You know what? You know, I know what I like? a stupid reason to make a decision, but I just like the way it sounds better. <laughs> you know what would be do. nice is never, ever, ever again having to ask, are we two hours or three hours uh, away from the East Coast, yeah. it will always be one thing. It never, <laughs> I never made any. Everybody complains about changing their clock, but how about living in a place like us where you don't know what the time <laughs> is anywhere else because you always stay the same yeah. and nobody else in the world does? Mm. It's very weird. That's the thing is, it's just like you have to tell me what time it is on your end so that I can kind of calculate over here because. <laughs> I cannot be held responsible to know what time it is in your state. Man, if like we, that's just not fair. If my boss, if our bosses like lived on the East Coast, I would definitely want Pacific because I want a little window for us to communicate. Now that's it. <laughs> you kidding? <laughs> you did <laughs> right? You think right, Brandon right? would care what the time difference? Was? <laughs> it's true. No, he no. pulls up my phone twenty four seven. It feels like so. I get random DMs <laughs> at two thirty in the morning. Like, hey, bro. Uh Tashi said, does anyone know why Arizona doesn't have daylight savings time? We didn't uh, know. Well, we're because the there were no ones. farmers. Oh. Because it's desert. Because we're farming <laughs> sand. We have farm out farmland <laughs> out here. What? There are farmers what? in Arizona, totally you guys. Kidding. I was totally kidding. I was totally kidding. Oh. I was totally kidding. I just want to see Espo's reaction when he flipped out. There's no farmers. That's there. twice that they've missed the joke, and I've gotten it. And I'm the gullible. I appreciate it. Well, it wasn't a good joke. <laughs> the turntables, did, did you did you did you know that the only city of gastronomy uh, was Tucson because of their farming? Did you know that? The only city that what? Uh, it, the only uh, world recognized city of gastronomy in the United States is Tucson because of their farming. Yeah, UNESCO. Just a little nugget of knowledge for you guys. <laughs> I don't even know what That's gastronomy so is. So. It's food, guy. Uh, why would I know guy? that gastronomy is I'm food? I'm not your buddy, guy. <laughs> did, you know, not, did you know what gastronomy no. was? No, I did you guys didn't know what gastronomy was? I didn't know what gastronomy was. Okay. No. I, I, I knew Gerald would know what gastronomy was. Of course was. Gerald does. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, of course that fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> That's I like that translation. I like that. <laughs> Gerald works with words. It's his job to literally know different words. I bet you if you gave Gerald a word, he could list off four synonyms for that word like that. <laughs> oh, let's fucking do it. <laughs> tomorrow's game. Tomorrow's game. Let's do it. Tomorrow's game. Let's go. Gastronomy. Gastronomy. He says in the chat. Oh. Oh, my God. It's been a unique episode. It has been a little weird. Also, I'm... Chose poorly today in my it's outfit. Warm. No, first it's of all, warm in it's here. Warm. I'm sweating. Either that or we all like I'm got fever. one of the pigeon other. coop right now. It, it was I feel like I'm wearing today. a fucking snuggie. It looks like I'm wearing a snuggie on this stream. <laughs> it's fucking hot. It was 87 today. Oh my god. Oh my seven. 
Well, uh, wrap it up. Thank you all for <laughs> tuning in. We appreciate you. If you joined us in the chat, thank you. Be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications. If you are listening to this on whatever platform you listen to it, um, podcast wise, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. See what Josh said? No. He says, Saul picked the couch camo. <laughs> <laughs> you do. I do. Like you do. And then I looked down, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Brian, so in the, Brian in the chat says, Saul looking like a, he's about to cook the best BBQ of 2020. <laughs> yeah, right, there you go. That's right. <laughs> All right. I, nobody commented on the Bubba Gump shrimp hat. That's the best part of this outfit tonight. See it? I, I don't know. I That's don't the best part really of that outfit it. tonight. Uh, you know. Yeah, you can't really see it with the way that it's tilted in this shot. Yeah, it's, so. right. it's, it's, okay. it's spectacular. I wanted, know what to, it is. I wanted to give you your flowers I for it. I appreciate that very it much. You're welcome. All right, Espo, take us home. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs>